time does not exist in the digital realm. Yeah. And this this idea of time not existing allows you to not feel the consequence of what you're doing in the digital realm, whether good or bad. So it's like if something is just mediocre, you'll you you'll still continue to do it because it doesn't take effort to do it. There's no maintenance. You don't have to like when you're playing a game, you don't have to you don't have to maintain it. You don't have to clean this anything. It's just it's just a thing that's in the digital. Yeah. And as and anytime you turn it off, turn it back on, it's exactly as it was. It's not like a car or I think a bicycle or yeah. yeah. What you're defining here is kind of the nature of the plugged in quote unquote experience. So yeah. this is what the plugged in state, the nature of plugged inness, if that's a term. Yeah. It's it's very similar to the matrix yeah to be cliche because when you plug in it everything's back everything's clean and organized and that it, it is the matrix and that's kind of what people do is like their house is complete mess and they'll they'll you know be sitting on the couch on their phone but and or on the computer and it's all they they don't see outside the the screen so like you know they're not in virtual reality but that and that's yeah. the problem with virtual it accustoms you to interact with minimal energy and effort expenditure to get get results that seem uh, more valuable than they are. Yeah, but actually they're worse. They're harmful. Yeah. And the biggest harm is that handicap and inability that you create in yourself to not interact in an analog real fashion. So anything, every time you prime those digital neuron pathways, you weaken your ability to do real things and yeah. your interest towards those real things. So it's it's much worse than, you know how like some, you know, just empty headed people, their main contention with screen is like, oh, it's going to affect your eyesight or you're going to get fat. No, 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 no. There's it's more about much the deeper psychological, problems than that. Yeah. yeah. And it's unfortunate that most people can't see beyond the level. It's not even, even from a productivity aspect, like, that's not even the end, the no. angle. It's like an enjoyment aspect of life. You, it saps your enjoyment yeah. of life. The problem is much worse than they think it is, and it's also very different. So they're unaware of the nature of the problem and also the severity of it. Yeah, as with most things. Yeah, the nature and severity of things. Yeah, and then this also, to me, it it brought. It, it tied into, you know, all these atheist type scientist people that are obsessed with infant, like eternal life. And, and that's their goal is like to put their, put their brain in a computer and then, you know, yeah. Live forever. Yeah. <laughs> because a computer that, because they've redefined living yeah as this state where you're just virtually conscious. Oh, no, I don't even know. Con you're, like, you're unconscious. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. You re you redefine consciousness as unconsciousness. Yeah, or you define consciousness as the Turing test, which yeah <laughs> is a joke. What have you been reading this past week? Other than I haven't been reading you've much. Been cataloging. I've been cataloging. Well, I've been cataloging, and I've been doing that course that AP linked me. It's good. It's also like my my issue with courses is that it's a great course. But, so here's the thing, right? So this course is about uh, Balagha, you know, Arabic rhetoric. And uh, 
the thing is, whenever you take an intuitive science, an intuitive knowledge, and then you codify it, and it's not it, going to be perfect. No, no, no. That's not my contention. It'll be very perfect. It's so accurate, well explained. But whenever you take an intuitive knowledge and codify it, and then when you teach that codification in a linear sequence, the assumption is that the person who you're teaching it to doesn't know any of it. And that assumption is what kills me because they start teaching things and they're just giving labels to things I already know. And that then I lose. It's hard to maintain interest because I'm trying to, when is that part of the course going to happen where they say something that I don't already know? And this is where books sometimes are more useful because you can skip ahead. But can't you skip ahead in the video? Is it a video lecture? Well, the the lectures are not... Uh, Time-coded. Yeah, and they're not labeled with what's being covered. There's yeah. no contents. Or at least the way he linked me there is, and maybe in the official thing there is. But the point is that uh, there's a difference between knowledge and its codification. And I think when you codify something, you take a lot of this intuition out of it. Because now everything's just listed. And then... You can't deviate from the script at all. Hmm. But I mean, with the language. Wait, is language intuitive? I mean, I guess. Of course it is. Well. But then it, it depends. So it, the course starts with talking about what good rhetoric is. And it talks about you must have sound taste. Yeah. And then he says you can't define sound taste. You have to refer to people with sound taste and what they evaluated. Because we know the Quran is the, has the best use of language. So all the rules are derived from that. But if you if you appreciate now this is where I disagree sort of because a lot of people will say you have to know the rules in order to appreciate the Quran. But I would say you have to know the rules intuitively, not necessarily what they're labeled by, what they're labeled as by the people who later codified the rules. Yeah. There's a there's a subtle distinction here between knowing the rules intuitively versus knowing the labels and actually not feeling it intuitively. So I could talk to someone who knows Arabic rhetoric and Balagha really well at the codified level. Level He's able to regurgitate all the terms and even apply them on the analysis of Quranic verses, but even that is a parroting. Yeah, no, and also it assumes that you can't come, come up with your own labels and terms for the things without someone else teaching you them. Like Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of the things uh, talked about in there, so he gives one example Right? And one of the things that I like too in, in branding is that your your words should not should have mutual repulsion. Meaning when you speak, the the words that sound most beautiful, and this is we're talking about clarity of word at the uh, clarity at the word level, right? So he gives an example in Arabic of a word called huahua. And obviously we can understand intuitively that doesn't work, right? Because it's just the syllable and consonant layout is not conducive to being uh, comfortably enunciated by the mouth, nor is it pleasant to hear. Yeah. But that doesn't need to be explained to me. I just know that, right? <laughs> and that's my point. But my point is that for someone to know, this is the reason why Facebook is so effective. Facebook has that slam, Facebook. Okay? Yeah. But if I called it, it's hard to come up with bad examples because you don't remember them. But when you're when you're coming up with names of things, that, that's the, the other reason why I like Betamax, Betamax. It has that slam. So this is phonemic structure and, uh, and sequence. And languages that are eloquent have a good structure. And then there's certain words 
that don't have that and they sound, they're hard to say and they're annoying. And then slang tends to modify that. Slang takes these words that are hard to say and changes them into things that are easier to say. But then slang has its own problem of losing etymology and structure. So that's what eloquence and, and rhetoric is. It's you're taking all aspects of language and retaining beauty and uh, clarity in them maximally. But when you codify and explain these rules, sure, it helps you appreciate it if you don't already have intuitive knowledge of that appreciation. So it's like, did someone have to teach me the rules of branding and design for me to appreciate it? No. I mean, the main reason to, to do that is so, so you, can, you can teach it to someone you can else teach who doesn't unintuitively get it. Exactly. And yeah. that person will never get it because teaching it will only let him parrot it. If he doesn't have it, he cannot have it. No, I think I think some some level of it can be. Uh, no, I, I deny that. You deny it. It means that he did already have it, but he just didn't give it conscious thought. Yeah. Well, I think that's, it short steps the process because it's like, yeah, I think it just, yeah. Well, the thing with taste is, I'm not saying the ability, I'm talking about taste. Ability comes with practice. Yeah. So just because you have good curative taste doesn't mean you have good creative uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. capacity. So I'm talking about just the ability to curate and appreciate things. That should not be Yeah, that's, connected. I don't think that. Yeah. If you oh, can't, that is, yeah. oh, was he in the course stating that you can't appreciate it without knowing the rules or? Yeah. But I, and I agree with that, with the distinction that as long as the rules, what he means by knowledge of the rules is the intuitive knowledge and not necessarily the labeled codified version of that. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he would agree with that but because even the, the Arabs in the past. Even then you could understand intuitively that, hey, this sounds pleasant and this doesn't. Yeah. Without knowing why one doesn't sound pleasant yeah could well it, well not not that i mean that's or being able to explain yeah what, no what, it's just having the label like oh what's the term yeah. for this unpleasantness you know like whatever mutual repulsion but it's it's good to have yeah. i'm still interested in the course because i know there's going to be like 20 to 30 percent which is going to be really new yeah how long is it uh 131 lectures about 40 minutes long oh that's long yeah, but it's a, it's a lot of, it's very it's like slow. A, it's like a year. Yeah, long. you have to watch it times two. No, it's not a year. It's like a month or two months. No, I mean, if you watch an episode a day or something. Yeah. The thing is, it's... it's Like a three, like if you do three lectures a week or something. Yeah, based on the current five or six episodes that I've seen, he's going at a... a very, the thing is, you have to accommodate everyone. Yeah. So you can't fault them for doing that. And the kind of people who want to go faster, they would just like read it themselves and... But it's good. And uh, yeah, it just I spend a lot more time whenever I'm watching a course, I'm thinking of the course structure, the way he's teaching, the audio quality, the lighting. Like I'm thinking of these aspects more than the course. And I get distracted by that, right? So are they good? The light? No, but at the same time, it's like you can't be... Can't do everything. Yeah, like how's he going to have time to... Yeah. Right, so at the same, but it's like I'd like I like to just like tell them, hey, just do this, this for free, you know, just I'll do your audio setup just for free. Well, you'll tell him what the audio setup, what he should get, yeah, not do it. Well, yeah, I know, no, but it's just, it, and that's that's what I liked about Bayana. It's like they have that a bit figured out. Well, I mean, he's he's got the team. He's rich, but I don't think it has to do that much with money, especially if you're just one guy teaching. Well, it's more like he's rich enough to hire someone who's gonna. Ah, uh, he doesn't know it himself. Yeah, he hires yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. So it's it is 
about money because at the end of the day, most of these people making videos don't actually do the research themselves and, and get the setup. They hire someone. Even editing, they'll yeah. hire someone. I like, why I, I like the idea of polymathy. I don't know why it's it's dying and like everyone just wants to spend money. Because yeah. isn't the enjoyment learning the thing or is it just getting it done? Yeah, I I agree with you. Because I, I could, I could have, we could have like, you know, hired someone to, but what's the, then just don't do anything. Just it's, work a job and hire someone to do everything. All your projects, hire people to do them yeah, all. Yeah, it's just... Uh, What's the point? Is the point to have the project completed or to do the project? The point is to have the project completed. And this is why, if you think about it, this is why you have to do your prayers yourself. No one else can pray for you because otherwise, this prayer would be a business. Yeah. It's like, hey, Do you think anyone would pray? If, you could, if someone if you could, could pray if, for if, you? Yeah, if you could yeah. pay them to do it? No, no one yeah, would. of course. <laughs> That's why that obligation, if you think about it, the obligation of prayer is to prevent uh, an apathy of being. Because there's at least one thing you have to do, right? You can do nothing, just sit on your ass and play games all day, but at least you got to wash your face and pray five times a day. Yeah. At least you have to shower because showers are mandated by Islam because God knows the condition of man. Yeah. Like you're not going to shower if we don't tell you. You're not going to clean yourself. You're going to sit in a soiled state. You've seen those neckbeard, I mean, uh, neckbeard nests or something on Reddit. But it's also just normal people. Like, just yeah. despite all these obligations and rules, they're just disgusting. So, we always go and go on this route from Balaga to the. And this is why they fail in there. <laughs> no, it's where is this excellence that you're trying to seek? Yeah, well, I've already, I always, I always touched on that. I mean, and I hate to be critical, but that's just me. If you're not critical of everything, then you're not going to change. Yeah, no, and I'm critical I, of myself too, yeah. constantly. It's like you look at people and you're just like, are you even trying to exist? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you know, my wife would struggle with this initially because whenever she'd do she's something. A woman. No, no, well, <laughs> no, I would just like, uh, you know, over the, the days and weeks, whatever things she'd screw up, I'd tell her, okay, don't do this, don't do this. And it's a constant stream of uh, improvements, but she perceives, it that, she perceives it as a negative attack, initially at least. But then I told her, no, this is just, would you rather that I don't tell you any of these things? I'm not telling you this as, a, as an anger thing or as a punishment. I'm just saying, hey, stop doing this, do it this way. It's just as an improvement thing. Yeah. If you if you can tell me something that'll improve my thing, I'll gladly take it. If you could have told me how to improve my but the thing is, do you know? <laughs> yeah. Are you willing to invest time and energy to improve my pr productivity and efficiency? Most people are not. Most people do not take free advice, let alone give free advice. Or most give... people reject free advice. Well, most people don't want advice. They want they just want to feel good. Most about people themselves about their current state. Yeah. Like, no, they reject giving and receiving. No, I think they try and they 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 want to receive, but they don't want to receive anything. They want to receive emotional pleasure. That's yeah, what, that's what I'm saying. They don't want to receive anything that actually requires change. In them. yeah, yeah. So yeah, they don't actually want. Advice, then just be but, Christian. Just be a Christian. Christianity. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's the approach, right? You don't don't got to do anything to change. Yeah. Yeah, so that was part of the week. I was uh, watching those courses and then, yeah, and then going through the, the syllabus of Zaytuna just kind of to see high-level overview of their course structure. 
the quadrivium how is that book did you check out nope mm-hmm. yeah i don't want to read them in here in this i want the proper setup environment yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. where is this podcast going what do you mean this is what i'm thinking okay that's what that's i had what a mean. few ideas so when we when we move back or when when, when i move, move yeah. i'm thinking every week we have to we have to consume two to three types of things so one is there has to be some current event that we watch some video there's always something going on okay we take that current event And this week it's for example that oh, Will, Will Smith, Smith apology. apology. Yeah. So what that allows us to do is How did you find that? Uh it's something it's always a trail. Hold on, let me think. Yeah. Oh, I think I was opening up uh some YouTube channels that I used to browse and that I don't subscribe to and I was putting them in a folder just so I can have access to them and it must have been like the Unbox Therapy guys uh podcast Lou later. And in that he showed that Will Smith clip. Because he always talks about this, and I like this approach. But what they do is that they will talk about that, but in a very concrete fashion. What we will do, because we want our episodes to be timeless, in the sense that if someone in two thousand twenty-five watches the episode, they'll still be able to get some value. So we can look at that and then talk about the nature of apologies, for example. And I wanted to do that. Maybe we yeah. can do that today or after this. And so we'll have an episode. We'll have one thing like that in the week, right? It could be a Jordan Peterson thing. There's always something going on. right we have a few 5 or 10 different channels that we use as a news thing we we have that anyways yeah and we talk about that the other thing can be some kind of reading that we do and we're both reading at least a chapter of a book in the week like we'll get that amongst yeah, the two of us one chapter yes yeah. and That's then we, and then we can talk about that and then the third thing we can talk about is just our own life experience what's going on so that way you have three topics every week to discuss without generating the topics on the notion And that's kind of what we were doing anyways but this yeah. is just a bit more clarity in what we're doing. It's so codified. It's not not even codified. <laughs> so semi codified, yeah. Yeah. An internal reference to to know how the cuz now then you know how the episode can proceed. And then anything extra on top of that is just extra episode, extra clip. And then you have three separate kind of segments that you can clip. And these are all very natural. We talk about this anyway. There's something happens we if we hang out with friends, we talk about it. Some book or th- thing that or lecture we read, we talk about that. And our our life was going on, we talk about that. So it's just very easy, very smooth. No pressure to think of some kind of intersexual dynamics topic and like some advice and and that stuff will come in there. Yeah. I and, mean that topic like is done. Like we killed that. Yeah. But I mean until someone asks us something really into that but it's just yeah. yeah so let's let's pull up that apology and we'll transcript it or like I'll get the transcript because I wanted to do a full on kind yeah, of take into it because there was so much to break down it's like he he accurately sums up what's wrong with the world in yeah. that apology in so many ways it's you can go on and on about it but let's see before I not not in the sense that he explains what's wrong but no no, no his um, our commentary on his yeah, speech his. yeah so let's bring up this uh it's been a minute it's been a minute even the name okay so the first question it starts with is that why didn't you apologize to him at the time when he uh, received his award right yeah. so they're asking him why didn't he apologize to slapping or punching he punched him or slapped him he punched him 
He slapped him. He slapped him? I forgot. How yeah. can he slap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why didn't you apologize to slapping Chris the while he was receiving the award? Okay, yeah. so now he he says, so how about every sentence I'll do my thing and you do your yeah. thing? Yeah. So so for my I do my thing first because your thing will Okay, go ahead. No, yeah. I was gonna say um I so was gonna let's say what I was he gonna said. give the actual answer. I was gonna give my perspective of why he doesn't apologize immediately yeah go ahead because yeah. at that moment obviously he thought he was right and it's only the reaction he determines his the character of his actions by the public reaction to his action and so he, not by some inner morality yeah he he's not uh, calibrated correctly or yeah i don't know exactly and yeah and so he's yeah so he says i was fogged out by that point yeah and him and him saying i was fogged out by that point is a post rationalization so it's like, oh, now that I know that it's bad and everyone knows that it's bad, it's I have like to the say... the only way I could have not apologized back then is like, I must have just... Yeah. I must have been mentally not conscious. Because he starts with the assumption, I'm a good person. Why didn't I apologize? Oh, I must have been fogged out. Yeah. And that's how people preserve their ego. Yeah. The, the negative... He couldn't just say, oh, I... I I was I thought I was right. I wanted to slap him. I enjoyed slapping him. Yeah. It felt good. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to say that. Yeah. And that's that this is all an explanation of character, right? Yeah. So uh, Okay. So then it says uh it's all fuzzy. And okay, now he says I've reached out to Chris, Chris, and the message that came back is that he's not ready to talk. Okay. So and when he is, he will reach out. So, okay. He's using vague language. I've reached out to Chris. What does that mean? What does reach out mean? Did you tell him, hey, Chris, I punched you and you know, I slapped you in the face in a public setting. Okay, so my response is I can either compensate you for some uh, uh, material level, like some amount of cash, or I can help you with my YouTube channel to compensate for that. Or if you want, we can set up another stage with the same amount of people, same amount of thing, and you can slap me or like whatever you think is equivalent. Let's decide because... Slapping you and then just saying, hey, I'm sorry, that doesn't work. You have to, uh, the equivalent exchange must be done. Yeah. Right? So at least it must be offered. Yeah. (laughs) At least it must be offered an eye for an eye. So he doesn't have to take the eye, but you must offer it if you're sincere in your apology. An apology with words is pointless. But this is, the assumption with him is that it's all about emotional exchange. He feels bad, I feel bad. I'll say sorry and he won't feel bad. That's it. It's almost like the physical assault didn't even happen. Yeah. No, and it's also he wants to talk. It's like him talking to Chris is for Wills. It's not for Chris. It's exactly. Like, and we'll I get to that. I want you to talk yeah. to me so that I can feel like everything's good again. The know? reason, Yeah, the reason he's apologizing once again is selfish because he feels bad. Yeah. That's the only reason he's apologizing. So th- then he says, and when he is, I'll, I'll reach out. So, So I will say to you, Chris, I apologize to you. So it's always, I apologize to you. That's the description. What you're supposed to say is, I'm sorry that I slapped you. You don't say, I apologize to you. Because an apology is a description of what you're supposed to say. Yeah. Right? Well, I think he's saying like... It's like, it's like instead of t- saying to your wife, I love you, you say, I-, I express my affection towards you. I've expressed my affection towards you. Not yeah, I express in the my, past tense. Yeah. It's like, no, you haven't. <sighs> I apologize to you. Okay, go ahead. Please apologize. Where's the apology? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? This terminology, this yeah. is this double speak. You haven't apologized. You have to say I'm sorry and mean yeah. it, right? 
But also, like, that's not even, I don't think he cares about your stupid apology. Yeah. You humiliated him and slapped him. He wants some kind of uh, repercussion. He wants to know why you're, why you're a retard. Yeah, well, he just, I think he just doesn't want anything to do with you. Exactly. Like, I think he understands. And, yeah. And why, why is there an assumption that when he's ready, he will reach out? Like, as if he's the one now at fault here because like he's the not... the ball's ready. in his court now. It's like, yeah. I've done my oh part. Oh, my God. Now it's just, Chris just needs to man up, you know? And, yeah. And, and then he says, my behavior was unacceptable, and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk, as if I'm here to help you when you're ready to talk. Like, I'm, I'm your pillar of support <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Where is this coming from? You've completely flipped it. And then now he flips it around, you know, like he's he's getting trying to extract sympathy that he cares about his mother. I want to apologize to his mother, you know, bring the woman in. I saw an interview that Chris's mother did. And, you know, that was one of the things about that moment. I just didn't realize. I didn't know he had a mother. <laughs> and I didn't know that other people were related to this guy. I thought he was... I thought he was an alien, <laughs> completely isolated from any other human being. It's like, you know, I want to apologize to his family, specifically Tony Rock. Okay, now Tony Rock's his brother. I guess, yeah. Yeah, so he's a specific, you know, we had a great relationship. No, you didn't. If you had a great relationship with Tony Rock, his brother, you wouldn't slap his brother for making a joke. Yeah. So if that's your idea of a great relationship, it shows you just the level of pathology you have. Yeah, what do you, what do you think about this? I'm going I mean, on and on. Yeah, no, it's... The next part is also funny. It's like, and this is irre irreparable. It's like, n you also didn't have a proper relationship with him if... Yeah, and you're saying, you know, Tony Rock was my man. Yeah, but he hasn't confirmed this. You can't just say, yo, I'm best friends with Chris Rock. No, he has to also say it. Friendship yeah. is binary. Exactly. It's not... You uh, wouldn't be talking to him in a video if he was actually your man. Yeah, he's not your man, bro. <laughs> you're trying to make it look like you were tight with them and uh, to to get sympathy once again, yeah. So yeah, now, no, he's basically using, he's basically saying that by by doing that action, I hurt myself. You know, uh, he wants him, he wants the sympathy of the viewer. It's like, oh, wow, he lost his relationship with such a good friend of his. Yeah, he, hurts, of, he hurt Chris's mother and now he's hurting because Chris won't talk, reach out to him. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's placating to his fanboys. Trauma caching. Trauma caching, trauma extraction, victim yeah. mentality. It's terrible. It's uh, I mean, it's, But I mean, come on, look at the guy. Just like This is the kind of guy you want you don't want to have anything to do with a with a man man even if there is the right word like him. But I mean, most Hollywood is beta cucks to the max to yeah. bring back a term of old. <laughs> so then uh, I spent the last three months replaying and understanding the nuances and the complexities of what happened in that moment. Sure you did. Sure you did. Uh, and I'm not going to try and unpack all, all of that right now because it's so complex. It's like, you know, I'll it's spare you vague, guys. Fuzzy. But I can say to all of you, there is no part of me that thinks that this was the right way to behave in that moment. And yet you still did. You know what's, you know what's sad is like, he can't just say like he needs to say that I thought it like why don't you just say that that's what I yeah it's uh he can't accept that he made a mistake in his judgment at that moment yeah he's always saying that that was the wrong way to think but then why'd you do it then yeah that that makes you seem dumber than it doesn't help your case in my opinion but for the masses it does and this is for the masses right this is reflective of the emotional and moral landscape that is present in the West. Although this was disliked considerably. Yeah, but the fact that he did it 
means something. Yeah. Because even though it's disliked, it's still, it's the course of action that he took based on his experiences of working with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so at some level, this kind of behavior is what got him where he is. Yeah. You know? And just because it's disliked uh, on YouTube doesn't mean it doesn't have a positive overall effect in his fan base. Right? Yeah, that's because what I'm saying. there's a lot of people... Because this kind of apology actually does work. It's catering that's to his fan base. That's why he does it yeah. and that's why yeah. everyone does it. He doesn't care about people who dislike it because they're not his viewers anyways. Yeah, and also now, the thing is, what happens actually is that now people don't talk about the slap anymore. They're just going to talk about, oh, that stupid apology he did. And now... It's like he's just the it's goal of this doing. apology actually is shift to shift focus. Yeah, to, to the shift new scene. To the new thing. The newest thing that happened with Will Smith is no longer a slap. It's this thing and now it's kind of all good. It's the apology thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now there's no part of me that thinks that's the optimal way to handle a feeling of disrespect for insults. Okay. So he's once again what he's doing here is he's validating his own worldview. He's saying that there's no part of me that thinks that that's the optimal way to handle a feeling of disrespect or insult. So he's saying that what he said was insulting. Yeah. Or at least he felt insulted by that. But that's the point. Also, what does optimal way mean? Like, yeah, it's just terms, right? Politically. He's trying to sound like smart. Yeah. He's he's just trying to sound smart enough for his dumb audience. So he's using words like nuance and optimal to make them think that he's a he's like an intellectual giant, <laughs> which he is compared to them because if they're following him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, you know, I made a choice on my own from my own experiences, from my history with Chris. Jada had nothing to do with it, really. She's the one he insulted and you said... No, no, he's saying... No, no, this is the next part of the question where they ask, did Jada tell you to slap Will? Yeah, okay, but yeah. she didn't tell him explicitly, but yeah. all her behavior, for all intents and purposes, she did more than tell him. Yeah, Because I mean, verbally telling someone is a weaker way than telling them with your whole essence yeah she didn't tell him she obligated him right she demonstrated she did not explicate yeah she demonstrated with her being and her character and her expression and her body language that this must be done you know anyways and also her past history of whatever relationship they have so then he's apologizing to his family for all the heat that he brought on us and then to the the nominees and stealing their moment. Okay, so he's trying to get more sympathy for apologizing to people who don't really care. Like, if anything, <laughs> they I'm increased sorry. the moment for this guy, Questlove. Yeah. Questlove's the drummer, right? The Wait, drummer in one it? of the those night uh, shows, those yeah, interview yeah. shows. Yeah. yeah. He's actually a good drummer. Yeah, no, but what was he getting an award for? I don't know, some movie Best or time. documentary or something. Oh, okay. Oh, he's an actor as well? I think I think he made something, yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean, like, he, he probably got more famous because more people watched the Oscars because of Will Smith. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, now, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry really is... isn't sufficient. Yeah, it isn't. So there's two things. Now, okay, now once again, yeah, it's all about him. Disappointing people is my central trauma. I hate it when I let people down. No, you didn't let people down. It's not about... That's not what it's about. It's not about you disappointing people. Yeah. It's about you slapping the guy and him feeling humiliation and pain. That's what it's about. No one gives a shit about the disappointment that other people feel from you. That's about, that's your problem. It's my central trauma. Like what? Fic fictional words, made up words. What, what's yeah. central trauma? Trauma isn't real. 
Ah, it hurts me psychologically and emotionally to know that I didn't live up to people's image. Yeah, of course it does. So, so it makes so yeah. you're concerned not F about Fe dumb. <laughs> yeah, you're concerned not about whether what you did was right or wrong. You're concerned about how people perceived you, or yeah. rather, you're concerned about the feelings, not even the people's perception. But you're the concerned feelings about how you feel about people's people. perceptions. Yeah. Yeah. It's so incredibly egotistical and selfish. Yeah. It's like you deserve a slap just for that statement. Right? Like there's in my in my opinion, the the justification, uh, the not the justification, the the penalty. The equivalent exchange yeah. should be a video in which Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith are being filmed together with a semi-large audience. And Will Smith is saying this entire apology verbatim, sincerely, and after every proposition, Chris Rock gets to slap Will Smith. So about 15, 20 slaps. <laughs> and then right after the slap, he has to compose himself and continue in character, say the thing. And that has to be the apology video. That, in my opinion, if I was Chris Rock, I'd be like, you're good now, we're good. And we can uh, weaken the slaps to account for the quality. Yeah. Or maybe not, you know, because Will Smith's a tough guy, right? He talks yeah. about his workouts and all this shit. You're you're the guy who plays superheroes, right? You're you can take it, right? I am legend, right? <laughs> Can't take a slap. Can't take a joke. Oh man. It's unfortunate that black people have to deal with this guy. Because he's like a major you know, like a Hollywood guy. A lot of black people, unfortunately, even Muslims, they look up to you know, they look up to their celebrity representation as a feeling of self-worth. You know, like the Muslim bros who do the Wakanda thing. I'm like, yeah, bro, yeah, you're yeah. so cringe. Like, But that's not, it's not, it's not Will Smith that's the problem there. It's those people that are the problem. I know, but I'm saying that those people aren't going to change, right? So it's unfortunate that Will Smith is like that because at least if he was better, they would follow someone better because they're not going to change they're yeah, going to follow they're just right? going to follow whoever is up there yeah and that's just the nature of sheep yeah. right but you need but good... he's up there because he's the people he's one of the people yeah and it's it's almost like they want him to go up there that's why he ends up there yeah and they actually like him because yeah. of all the ways because they also agree with these kind of viewpoints right that oh you know it's about me like my central trump like these kind of people will kind of do these kind of same apologies not yeah. not because they're imitating him, but because this is the standard chicken shit way of hand, of accounting for your actions. Right? Exactly. Like this is, yeah. So then, then he goes on and says, I'm deeply remorseful. It doesn't seem like it. And I'm trying to be remorseful without being ashamed of myself. So see, this is, this reveals a lot. He doesn't want to be ashamed of what he's, of his actions because that feeling of shame is an emotional pain. So he's trying to be remorseful while eliminating emotional pain. That's not how it works. Yeah. It's, it's like I wanna I wanna stop taking drugs but not have withdrawal symptoms. Bro, no. I wanna stop eating food but still feel the taste of sugar and salt on my tongue at all times. Zero calorie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. And then he's like, <laughs> I'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of shit. No, no, no. The, what you need to do, do is think is of to yourself. Acknowledge <laughs> that you have a piece of shit as yourself, and then you can yeah. change it like and it's like if, right i'm a human and i made a mistake yeah but that that's not exclusive you, to you if you just make mistakes and then you can just say oh i'm sorry i made a mistake and you just keep doing that ad infinitum like well that's the whole christian ethos right yeah i guess he's christian he's, yeah jesus died astaghfirullah on a, on the cross for our sins you know i was like yeah sure the just that whole 
idea of someone else taking responsibility for your mistake. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where this cuckoldry comes from. Someone else can get pleasure from my wife. It's all baked in, man. The Christian, the modern Christian, at least, yeah. not the traditional one. So, so I would say to those people, I know it was confusing. Not really. I know it was shocking. Not really. It's expected. You know, like having an SJW physically overreact from words, that's pretty common by now. It's very expected. But I promise you, I'm deeply devoted and committed to putting light and love and joy into the world. Okay, sure. Well, what does that have to do with anything? What are you, the source of light? Are you a prophet or a messenger now? Like, what are you, some like otherworldly being sent here? Like, bro, just you slapped a guy on TV, just apologize to him. This is not that philosophical and deep. And you know, if you hang on, now this part right here, this is the cherry on top or the rotten cherry. If you hang on, I promise we'll be able to be friends again. So he's talking about to his audience. What do you mean we'll be able to be friends again? You don't get to decide if they'll be friends with you. Yeah, You're in the position of error here. No, what he's saying is... As like, if friendship is mutually decided by me. No, or singularly decided by me. He's saying like, if you hang on, like, if you... If you wait and just forget about what happened, then you can think I'm a cool guy again. That's I know. Well, that's his intention, but, or that's his uh, surface level explanation. But behind it, what he's trying to say is that, or his mentality that leads to that statement is that he's entitled to your friendship and it's not purely depend. Like, he's assuming On that it, friendship does not have veto powers. Yeah, no. And also, what he's, what he's saying is, what he's, He's saying like you'll be able to have the 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 privilege of being my friend. Exactly. Again, you know? He's saying that as if it's like something that they care about. Yeah. And what do you mean friends? They're they don't know they're, you. Like, yeah, they're just people. That... First, yeah. First of all, the idea of being friends by of some influence. You're not their friends. You know. That's why I hate that people say like, whenever they have a channel, YouTube channel, family, high family, or high community. Like, well, yeah. what's this nonsense? I mean, we don't say Betamaxed family. No, you're just people listening to the podcast. If you don't want to listen, don't. If you want to listen, listen. There's no, there's no, the only community you have really is either your religious community or your direct family. That's your family. Focus on that. Don't replace your family with a podcast. Don't replace it with us. Focus on your real family, your parents, your siblings, your children, your wife. Those are your real family. Focus on that. If you're listening to this podcast and you have some issue with your family that you're procrastinating on, stop. Go fix that. And don't do it in like the way Will Smith does. Do it the real way. By slapping them. Yeah. Or slapping yourself. If in front be. of them, yeah. Like just go up, go up to them and just... Will, Will Smith should take a page out of the Shia guidebook. Yeah. Self-flagellation. Every, every, every Oscar day, Will just, Smith comes out and makes a video of him slapping himself really hard. That would be That would be crazy if he did a video where it was like a minute of him just slapping himself. Or he hired someone to like... Get someone with his same build, same height, and the same kind of thing. And he needs to slap him 10 No, times. he needs to tell him that you need to come and slap me unexpected. So you need to just roommate with me and act normal. And then once a day or whatever, just slap me unexpectedly. No, or blindfold him and put him in a dark room. Yeah. Or just blindfold him and, and cover his ears. And then just have like a five minute period where Anytime he you unexpectedly just comes and slaps him. Yeah. If he wants to go the extra mile. Yeah. Or just the extra kilometer. But once again, that doesn't compensate uh, oh, but, uh, Chris Rock. It it, it itself harms. Yeah. It shows remorse. But then on top of that, he should give some money. 
It's all about money, man. You got so much money. Give him some money. Yeah. Ask Chris Rock, how much would you, how much would you have wanted to be paid if I said, like, I'll slap you for some sum of money? What is that sum? Yeah. Tell me. And then add to it the humiliation cost and just pay him. As, as thing, you know, all these woke types, they get irritated by that. You know, I was like, you can't, pay, you can't make money for that. Yeah, you can. Everything has a cost. Yeah, exactly. And that's the actually the best way. By negating that, you actually are being unjust. Islamically, everything has a cost. Yeah. There's a specific amount for body parts. There's a specific amount for for killing, for uh, for killing an unborn child. All these specific amounts are present. Yeah, to, like, to imply that they don't do what they do for the money. Yeah. Like, yeah it's like, instead he's releasing an apology video on his monetized channel yeah basically making money off of yeah but you know and, this is this is the world yeah so this this sums up the nature of a lot of people and unfortunately this isn't just will smith if it was just will smith i'd be happy you know this this is common amongst people this is how people live this is why divorce rates are high this is why suicide rates are high. This is why school shootings and that crazy stuff is high. This is why political wokeism, transgenderism, all this crazy shit that happens is because of this inability to diagnose your own moral failures, accept them, acknowledge them, and then attempt to change them. This is the, It's a character failing at its root essence. It's what it is. Yeah. Morality. No, I think... Yeah, it's, it's this assumption that you can't do anything that you believe is wrong yeah the assumption like, is that you have perfect synchronism between your ideals and actions yeah that's that's absurd. nonsense like that's to nonsense. actually live life thinking that that means you you're what you're doing is you're claiming masumiyat like yeah. you're claiming prophethood in a way yeah or this the nature of the prophet yeah. and even the prophets didn't claim that they had it but they didn't go around saying it like that you know yeah. like they no, and also that means it. if you go down, if he starts killing someone, that means that he, un unless he rationalizes post that, hey, killing is bad, he will keep killing people exactly. because it's his belief and action are tied right? And if, in his mind. See, and if that isn't worship of the self, then what is? This is exactly what happens in a godless world after an enlightenment era of nonsense atheistic agnostic philosophy the rejection of god the rejection of the self this is exactly the world you come up to it's just pure repulsive parody it's it's beyond parody because it's repulsive it's it's just wrong in every way possible as jordan peterson would say it's wrong although he's wrong about a lot of things too yeah yeah well i mean the the silver lining is that we're not really a part of it we're commentary we're commentary on the outside. It's great to be on the outside peeking in. It's a documentary in a way. Well, you're not really on the outside because... Well, we are. I, I put myself on the outside. No, I mean, in the sense that it's not that, like, these kind of people don't affect you. It's not that they won't affect you in life. You will still eventually run into someone who behaves like this. No, but my point is that their effect the effect that they have on me is not the same as the effect that they have on themselves. Of course, people. of course. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying... Our our effect is calibrated based on our perception. Yeah, no, but I'm saying having a, a larger percentage of people that behave like this in the world does negatively impact yeah. 
the world. But that's just the nature of the world. Yeah, no, but I know. Yeah. yeah, you can't. I don't mean outside as in completely isolated. Yeah. But yeah. I mean from the outside as as outside as I can be. Yeah, I mean. You know, like we're outside the jungle, but every now and then a tiger might come out and attack one of us. But, you know, but we're not in the jungle. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> being in the jungle would be, you know, being a famous actor and trying to go to the Oscars and then making that joke. Yeah. And then getting slapped. Right. That would be because you wouldn't make that joke. You know, these guys can't take a joke. So jokes cannot take jokes. 